0: Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets and Arla Property Mart, Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting. Investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk Joining me today is Ailey Finlayson, Managing Director of Finlayson Gore, letting agency based in Dundee. Morning Ailey. Good morning Gillian, thank you very much for having me here today. Pleasure, thank you for coming down. Now you found Finlayson Gore in 2007 and you've been in property for several years prior. Tell us how your property journey
1: started and what led you to start up your own business. My journey into property management was largely accidental. Um, I was living in St Andrews and in 2001 was looking for a job, uh, part-time, I had a very young daughter at the time and there was a job advertised at a local agency and applied for it and got it and here I am now. Um, I was at uh, Eve Brown Property Management for a couple of years, then moved to Graham and Sibold in Dundee. Um, and that was a job that was residential management, which was a combination of factoring and letting. Uh, Factoring wasn't really uh, what I enjoyed. And that coincided with being approached by uh, a landlord in Dundee who was interested in setting up their own management company, which focused my mind um, and my partner, uh, Derek Gore, who's a chartered surveyor, into thinking about establishing our own company. Um, so in 2007, we uh, started Finlayson Gore, and uh, as we are uh, today. We're co-directors and our business has been uh, grown entirely organically. We haven't taken over any other companies and our business really has been uh, just referrals and word of mouth and friends of friends and uh, we're, uh, we're very happy with how that's progressed.
0: Fantastic. Well, I mean, historically, Dundee's private rented market has fluctuated considerably. However, in more recent times, Dundee has recorded strong annual growth and is continuing to do so. According to Citylett's latest report, the average monthly rent rose by twelve point five per cent year on year to stand at seven hundred and twenty-two. So, in your opinion, what are the main contributors
1: for this you know, significant rent rise? A combination of factors. Um, the most significant, I think, is a very, very strong sales market. Um, landlords are being pinched at the moment. Um And combined with the fact that um, sales prices are really quite um, significantly high, I think that more landlords are looking to exit the market, which is then leading to just a scarcity in supply. Uh, That combined with students returning to class-based learning um, at at universities, continued uh, investment in the city, uh, uh, improvement of the overall image of Dundee, including tourism possibilities, the Eden Project. Um, It's just a very stretched market.
0: Well, the Citylet's data for Quarter One showed that two-bedroom flats posted the largest year-in-year rent increase of 15.5%, with average rents for this size of property sitting at 706. So is this your experience, too?
1: I think 706 pounds per calendar month is absolutely average. We are being inundated by people wanting to be put onto databases for particularly two-bedroom properties and um, students overwhelmingly asking for furnished two-bedroom lets. We are having to limit viewings per property and we are finding that our properties are let within days generally and that's great for our landlords, not so great for our tenants uh, trying to find things but yet the the increase has been quite uh, staggering.
0: So what type of properties then are you experiencing to be in the highest demand?
1: We are finding, almost without exception, that people are looking for family homes, particularly with gardens or outside space. Proximity to schools is so important uh, for these tenants, transport links. They're looking in areas which have typically been Mm -hmm. owner-occupier, but now uh, are very much looking for rental properties. Um, we also have found a slightly new trend uh, in retired uh, people who are selling their family homes and who, it seems unusual, are now not looking to buy something else. They're downsizing and they're very much in uh, interest in the infrastructure uh, in, in the surrounding environs of what properties they're actually looking for. And this is quite new to us, but it seems to be something which is more and more common. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you were mentioning students also before, because it's been reported that when there was a surge of students returning to study in Dundee, as you were kind of saying, they were looking to smaller properties rather than the typical HMOs. And this view is supported by CityLex Data, which recorded one in two beds for the city renting the quickest, with 50% and 41% respectively, kind of renting within a week. It was this your experience?
1: Absolutely. Post-pandemic, we have um, had so many inquiries from student groups but looking for smaller properties, um, groups of two people uh, looking for furnished uh, two-bed properties, either in the city centre or the West End, typically. And I think we've, we've looked at this and our understanding is that the fact that students pay room by room, so they split their rent. Um, they have no council tax liability and the soaring cost of purpose-built student accommodation is making our students realize that they can get a better two-bedroom property more modern, um, more energy efficient um, and they are choosing that over what has always been the sustainable traditional HMO uh, properties usually found in tenements possibly single glazing, possibly compromised heating they're just looking for a better product. And I think that's a very strong move in the market.
0: That's interesting. And you recently stated that you experienced a strong trend of tenants looking for more rural properties with you know, a huge premium on outside space and home working possibilities. So with the courage to return to the office, are you still observing this movement?
1: This is still a market force. I think the lockdowns during the pandemic um, made people focus and realize the importance of outside space. While people are now returning to normal uh, working life, I think people have got quite used to the fact that they enjoy, for instance, gardening, um, producing vegetables, crafting, you know, a little section of their home that is um, put over to their hobbies Mm -hmm. um, and more personal needs. And I think that hybrid working is going to be something which still drives this sector. Um, While people are maybe not spending as much time at home as previous um, throughout the last two years, I definitely think people have got their brain around the fact that um, the home-life balance really needs to be adjusted. And we're still finding that uh, properties that do have access to either their own outside space or access to um, countryside, parks, etc. That That's still very much in focus.
0: Yeah, it's been quite a societal kind of shift in life. been. Well, in your experience,
1: postcode wise, which are the city's hotspots for rent levels? That is quite an easy one. Um, and it's quite historic as well. I don't think things have changed uh, in this respect. DD2, which is the West End, um, has access to the university, Nine Wells, the Technology Park, and also commuting links to outside of Dundee. DD2 commands um, really reasonable rents. The flip side of that is DD5, which is Broughty Ferry, uh, it has access to the beach, rural access, really good schools, and independent retailers and cafes. That is really what drives the rents in both of these postcodes.
0: Well, the continued economic strength of the city makes Dundee an attractive location for property investors. I mean, the city has large employers with it being the Centre for Journalism, Gaming, Medical Research, well, there's a large student population and as well as the continued investment in the waterfront area. So, how affordable are properties in the city and what level of yield can they command compared to other Scottish
1: cities? That is a very pertinent question. Our affordability calculator um, in recent years has been 40% of rent compared to salaries. I think, with the pressure on just lifestyle um, and very uh, much in terms of fuel costs and so on, I think that figure is probably going to have to be revised. Um, it is a good indicator for us but I think it may um, have to be looked at uh, in in the months to come. What we are finding is that even with our non-student tenants, um, the likelihood of asking for guarantors um, is more and more common. They also have to go through an affordability uh, check for us. And in terms of yield, uh, Dundee is quite diverse. DD3 and 4 tends to be over 8%, DD2 around about 6%, DD5 around about 5%, but the capital value in Dundee property is attractive to medium-term investors. You don't necessarily have to hold on to your property for a long period of time to make a decent return on it. Whereas if you're looking at at, um, locations such as St Andrews and so on, you will make a good capital return, but it may just take slightly longer.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I believe Dundee has been one of the Scottish cities to be considered for free port status, which would obviously enable economic activity with little or no taxes. And this would encourage investment employment opportunities and and also strengthen reasons further for investing in Dundee's property. What effects do you think this will have on future stock levels and rent? values, rental values, if it was to be granted?
1: Well traditionally Freeport has uh, encouraged manufacturing businesses. Manufacturing businesses um, certainly uh, result in increased jobs but not necessarily terribly highly paid jobs and I think what Dundee needs to look at is the provision of more affordable basic housing for an increased workforce. Um, Whether that will have an impact on the um, rental values, yes, because demand equals uh, increased rental values, but I think it will be quite a complicated um, balancing act of how to make sure people being attracted uh, by jobs are actually provided with reasonable housing.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you're a qualified domestic energy assessor and carry out all your EPCs. And the government's recently announced they'd like to start moving forward again with their proposals for a minimum EPC level, which they've now stated will be C rather than D, um, at any change of tenancy from 2025 and all properties by 2028, well, with the exceptions of some that you know, can't be adapted as easily. But what unintended consequences do you think this will have on, on private landlords? And what are your views on the financial help that's being currently offered?
1: This is the million dollar question <laughs> at the moment. Uh, we are being in- advised by Sal to stick with those uh, timeframes. So new tenancies see from 2025, all tenancies see from 2028. Um, it's not set in stone at the moment um, and there are no advisory dates uh, published and the Scottish Government um, are yet to confirm exactly um, how that's going to proceed. Our massive uh, concerns are, at the moment, availability of trades, cost of materials, and the supply of materials, because Mm -hmm. what we are finding moving forward is that with the best will in the world, these are obstacles which will have to be overcome. In terms of unintended consequences, we do fear that landlords may consider selling up, moving Mm -hmm. out of the rental industry, um, because the cost of improvement is prohibitive in many, many uh, situations. The Scottish Government are yet to confirm what exemptions um, are going to be applicable to properties which are incapable of achieving a C-plus rating, Uh, whether that will be limited to listed buildings, whether that will be limited to uh, properties where all recommendations have been undertaken and still uh, falling short of a C. In terms of funding, Government administered a private rented sector landlord loan um, is being promoted by Home Energy Scotland, and that is something which is, if you own less than uh, five properties, will be interest free. There is a 1.5% or to a maximum of £250 uh, administration fee due, and it is payable over um, a maximum of eight years. There are limits as to what um, caps on uh, what particular uh, loans are available in terms of whether that's um, improvement in heating, um, whether it's replacement windows. And the other thing is that it is only first come first serve and whether it is available. Um, Whether that will help, yes, I expect it will. Uh, Whether it will be applicable to everybody not sure. You have to be a registered landlord. Your property has to f- uh, feature on the Scottish Assessor's website as being due to pay council tax. It's there, it's there to be investigated and I think a lot of people will have to draw on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the extended notice period for residential tenancies which was introduced during the pandemic expired at the end of last month. However, all the grounds for possession have remained discretionary. What effects do you think this will have on landlords and the PRS?
1: Again, I think this is another um, point that landlords will worry about. I think we have to have reasonable um, faith in the first tier uh, tribunal and reasonable rulings by them. I personally was surprised that uh, rent arrears were uh, continuing to be uh, included in discretionary grounds. Um, However, I think the uh, PRS plays such an important role in our housing that I really do think that the First year Tribunal needs to support their landlords um, because there is a lack of social housing and I don't think that's going to change overnight. Landlords are already stretched in terms of um, what's happened over the last two years uh, during uh, our pandemic. And um, I think we have to get behind the first tier tribunal and just expect that reasonable requests will be upheld.
0: Isabel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, listen, thank you. Honourable. It's been really helpful and insightful answers. Thank you so much. But just on another note, because obviously, you know, you've got your own business, takes up a huge amount of your time, but when you're not working... What type of things do you like to do, because I know you enjoy your wine and eating out, so what are your favourite places to go for something to eat or, or have a few drinks with
1: friends? Because I don't know Dundee too well. I do like wine. <laughs> uh, in Dundee, uh, it's a very varied um, eating out experience. Our particular favourite is the Tayberry in Brotty Ferry. It's fine dining, tasting menus you could just roll me out of there mm. after lunch. Um, other than that, the Bridgeview station, um, which is a, on the waterfront, um, it's a gastro cafe, um, and was a, the first ever Valentine's meal that I've been taken to this year, <laughs> uh, by my partner of 17 years, so I'm obviously of going how many to- years? Oh. 17.
0: <laughs> Why was that then? <laughs>
1: Just spontaneous. (laughs) Other than that, uh, there's an excellent family-owned Italian restaurant on Perth Road. It's called Don Michele. Um, The proprietors are always slightly alarmed when they see our bookings, but then that's countered by the fact that the bar profit is going to be reasonable. (laughs) A
0: Welcome booking. Yes. Oh, listen, thank you. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me emler thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on slash podcasts And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. For more information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk